Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. And that involves more time together with our families. More books, more movies, more board games. And most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Happy fall, Chris. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Are you excited for fall? I don't think I've ever been as excited for fall as I am right now. Do you guys actually have fall? Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't have like the yellow aspen trees, but yeah, we do have trees that are deciduous and they are a changing. And it's less hot than summer. Yeah, it is a lot less hot than summer. There is an apple orchard nearby. I think it's called Skytop and... You just pay like 20 bucks and you go pick a bucket full of apples. We've done it every year since we've been here. The kids love it. Although one year Libby got stung by a bee twice in the same day. Because turns out honeybees love Honeycrisp apples. Yeah, no, super, super fun place. Really good time. And just gets me in the spirit, man. I love me some fall. I also love me some apples. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I can enjoy it. I, I definitely like spring a little bit better and kind of the anticipation of summer i think there's just something it sounds super lame but warm and cozy about fall and i I can get into that i guess and i think the recipe that we picked today really checks a lot of those boxes for me so i'm really looking forward to it i think it's i think it's going to be a ton of fun me too as it were this is a fall recipe that did you pick it or did your wife pick it no comment okay it's (laughs) not sure what to make of that she did send it to me okay (laughs) and i thought it sounded fantastic we had something else lined up for this episode but i thought it sounded so good and seasonally appropriate that i wanted to change it up and and go for it so today we're going to be making an apple cider braised chicken yeah i'm so excited about this recipe we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of maybe simplify the process for these in the kitchen episodes so instead of both of us making it at the exact same time try to try to cut back on maybe some of that noise of dicing and chopping and sizzling and frying and all that fun stuff that takes place in the kitchen only chris is making this recipe and i'll be kind of talking him through it i had the privilege of making it ahead of time so i'm obviously the expert so good luck, Chris, keeping up. No, but I, I seriously think you're going to love this recipe. The flavors are just so good and it's super fun to taste things as you go. So what, what do you say? Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, one quick note on braising. You know, it might be one of those things that sounds a little complicated at first, but it's really not. Really, braising is, it's just a, a cooking process where you use two different types of heat application. So you have a, a dry heat and you'll go ahead and sear your meat. And then that's followed up by like a, a wet cooking. So it's going to be simmering in this sauce that we make. A submersion, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of really all that braising means. It's it's nothing complicated, nothing, nothing too crazy. And actually this recipe looks pretty easy and approachable, but it sounds absolutely fantastic. So looking forward to it. All right, let's give it a go. I think last time kind of sucked, you know, with the whole burning myself thing. And there's just a lot of noise. It seemed like there was a lot going on. So I kind of like this new format that we've talked about. So we're making an apple cider braised chicken. And we are. Phil, you still feel up for kind of talking me through this a little bit? 
I, I think it's a good format. You're making the recipe in your kitchen. I am talking you through the recipe in my studio, which doubles as my living room. And I'll kind of guide this step by step and maybe try to offer a little bit of color commentary. And at the end of the day, Chris, we want to accomplish two things. Number one, we want to have fun. And number two, we want to make food that we can eat. And then so far down the list is make a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like if we do if we do the first two things, then I feel like we'll have accomplished something. If we can accomplish, if we can do the third thing, then hey, well, th- then we made our mark. Yes. If I can make something and allow my wife not to have to you know, spend another night in the kitchen and she can mm-hmm. relax a little bit with kiddo, then great. I think that's that's part of that box. Like, is is it edible and does she not have to cook? So that's kind of it for me. You know, I can't really speak too much on behalf of our listeners, but I like to at least believe as we've kind of been figuring this whole thing out, especially with these in the kitchen episodes. I mean, there there's so many variables. It doesn't sound 100 percent. I like to believe that just as we give each other grace in the kitchen, that our listeners give us grace with how it sounds. So thanks, listeners. Thanks for showing us some grace. And if you don't, you honestly suck. You're the one that decided to listen, so. Yeah, here's a half hour you'll never get back, idiots. Okay, so what are we, what are we doing here, Phil? I, I gotta admit, I peeked ahead a little bit. Okay, step number one. Tell your co-host he looks nice today. My hair is kind of a little out of control. No, that's no. I think you've misunderstood. You're the one making the meal. I think you should show some reciprocity for once. Your hair is looking very distinguished today, Phil. Thanks. That's very gray. That's the gray, for sure. The gray looks good on you, and it's gray Thank because you. there's finally somebody that has more gray hair than me. In a large, high-sided pan. Heat the butter and olive oil over medium heat. Season both sides of the chicken pieces evenly with the salt and pepper. Then add to the pan, skin side down. Okay, so did you use what type of what type of chicken did you use? I mean, I don't know how Food Fifty Two is gonna appreciate this. They might hate us forever, but I just really like chicken thigh, and I and I think the easiest way to go is is boneless, skinless. So. I, I think it's captain's choice on this one. Probably changes your cooking time a little bit. Doing uh, boneless instead of donut. I would assume. Maybe. I did the same thing. That's that's my preference also, honestly. Like uh, boneless, skinless chicken thighs are one of my favorite things. It is impossible to screw up on the grill. And it's anywhere true. else, really. Sorry, Amanda Hesser. She's the brilliant mind behind Food 52, by the way, in case anybody was curious about that. Okay, so the mantra of the day is don't burn yourself. Nothing's going in the oven. It's generally a good mantra. Right now, anyway. So hopefully, hopefully uh, I'll be okay. So how, how was your Thursday, Phil? Oh, you know, pretty, pretty normal Thursday. Did the work thing. Actually, I got to have breakfast with a friend that lives in San Antonio in town for the week, and that was wonderful. 
a shout out to my buddy Josh. Good dude. Good dude right there. Other than that, man, nothing nothing too exciting. How about you, Chris? Uh, it's a good day. Good day. Just had several meetings, kind of in the office, doing some post work. Yeah, wrapping up some projects. So, nothing too crazy. Just, you know, waiting till I can get home and spend some time with you, Phil. That's right. So, how's that chicken looking? Sizzling, cooking, doing its thing. Is it, is it browning? You know, one thing I've learned, and full disclosure, the movie Julia and Julia taught me this that you, you have to pat dry your meat if you're going to brown it before you cook it. Otherwise, it just doesn't brown properly. So, super, super simple, Chris. I just take the meat and I take a paper towel and I kind of pat dry it. Get all the moisture off of there and then it'll brown really nicely in your skillet. The things I've learned from that movie. Honestly, between that and ratatouille, I feel like I could open a restaurant. I don't know. If only you had like a podcast to listen to. So, teach you. (laughs) Okay, one fun little thing that I did per my kid's request as we were making this recipe, I poured some of that delicious apple cider in a separate pot, warmed it up. It's oh, a good idea. I put two cinnamon sticks and about half a dozen cloves in the pot, and I just cooked it on a super low heat. And by the end of the cooking time for the chicken, we had some delicious apple cider. And oh my gosh, it was such a nice compliment to the meal. I'm sure it smelled amazing. It did. I love cloves. Oh my gosh, I love cloves. I actually like to suck on them by themselves. That's a little weird. Step number two. Cook chicken until skin is golden. About five to seven minutes. Flip chicken pieces and cook for an additional two to three minutes on the other side. Remove chicken pieces from the pan and set aside. I very much appreciate your narration there, Phil. If only my voice for radio matched my face for radio. I feel like you have a nice voice, though. That apple cider really is pretty good, though. Oh, it just hits the spot. Ooh, it's a honey I love it. Blend. I missed fall so much. See, I have a problem with fall. It just feels like it means winter's here. And I enjoy summer. So, I don't know. So. Well, when we lived in Colorado... I only ever wanted it to be summer. And now, since we've moved to South Carolina, I only ever want it to be winter. Some grass is greener syndrome going on? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Oh, Chris, I'm curious. Yeah. The butter you use. Yeah. Salted? Yeah, we typically actually do use salted. It is salted, so... We typically go with the Irish Kerrygold butter. And yeah, I think we... We prefer the unsalted, just so that we can measure out our own salt. I also tend to pretend like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't know if I'd really notice much of a difference if we just got salted. Anyways, yeah, there's two different types. Who knew? I think you're ready for step three. Yeah, go for it. Go step two. Three. Step three. Step number three. Add the onion and the garlic to the pan and cook, stirring often until the onion is soft and fragrant. About three to four minutes. Add the flour and cook for an additional one minute. 
Okay. Uh, how much flour? Two tablespoons. Uh, if you're using a pound to a pound and a half of chicken. I think I think I was somewhere in between that. It worked for me. So Chris, I joined the Converge Lecture Series subscription box. Really? I, yeah. I saw that. Do you know much about it? Yeah, yeah, I saw a little bit about it. It looks interesting. It seemed like they had some kind of limited slots available. They did, and I was actually a little bit surprised that I got in. I had thought about doing it, and then I thought I missed out, so I didn't get it. And then, lo and behold, Ashley says, hey, surprise, early birthday present, early Christmas present, I signed you up for the subscription service. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I'm super excited about it. Converge Lecture Series is this little outfit that our friends Sam and Kelly Stevenson started. And every month you get a new book and some tea and maybe some some other fun things to enjoy with your reading. And in the in the first month that came out was Ross Gay's new book on poetry. And um, pretty pretty excited to dive in. So little nod to our friends Sam and Kelly. Way to go, guys! Much love. Check them out at convergelectureseries.org. I just want this podcast to be about making other people famous. Sure. For that, we'd have to have listeners. So we've got some Spanish listeners. Yeah, I'm super curious as to who that might be. Yeah, so it's kind of fun with our podcast hosting service. We get some metrics reporting and found out that we have some listeners in Spain. So if that's you, Ernest Hemingway, thanks for tuning in. We love you. Speaking of books, I know this is this is stepping back a minute. I was excited about a book that I ordered today, yesterday, at some point this last week. The Gold Millions. I don't think I've heard of it. It's it's new. It's Jess Walter who wrote uh, the Beautiful Ruins. Okay, cool. and the the little endorsement on the back was. By none other than Nancy Jar. AD. Then it made me think of what a guy. Man, I think back to that day. (laughs) (laughs) That was a day. Wow. And that was a day. For you, I'm sure. For both of us, I was in. I was in like five different cities that day. Like I went from Jacksonville to Orlando to Chicago to Denver to Colorado Springs, all in the same day. And and it ended off with like what I thought the worst day of my life, and it ended up being the best day of my life. <laughs> so I got to hang with you, Chris. Never yeah. would have expected it to end quite like that. So, <laughs> well, the the little bit of a backstory there is that you know that was back in January before the world ended. But uh, I just moved into our new house. We were like five days before. What was that? Was that a Friday that you came by? It must have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if that, was, if that was a Friday, Molly had just told me two days earlier on Wednesday that uh, it's a good thing that we had all this new space in our house because <laughs> there's a little bit coming. So yeah, Phil, you were I know, new baby I know you on the way, but you you were the first person that I think either of us actually told. So 
was impeccable timing there. So it, it, it honestly turned out to be one of the best days ever. It, Fun stuff. It was pretty great. The timing. Yeah, fun, find a friend like perfect. Chris. That's that's my advice. Find a friend like Chris. Well, you have been way too complimentary. It's kind of who I am. I think you're confused. Sorry. Okay, Chris, step number four. Pour in the apple cider vinegar and stir quickly, scraping up any brown bits on the bottom of the pan. After about 30 seconds, add the chicken stock and apple cider. So it seems um, kind of like you're deglazing the pan a little bit. Uh, yeah, is that is that what you were doing there? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, hey, tell me about that flower you have in the frame. So in terms of the, is it the red flower that we have... That's just kind of what we had. It's actually this red mill. Um, red mill, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of flour. It's like a dark red flour. We'll see how that works. It's what was there. So uh, we shall see. Okay. All of that is in. Okay. And step number five, bring to a boil, then reduce the heat to low and simmer. Add the chicken pieces back to the pan, as well as the rosemary sprigs. Uh, parenthetically, it's a good idea to tie them together with kitchen twine so they're easier to fish out at the end. I didn't do that. And then it says cover the pan and simmer for about 30 minutes. Cool. So at this point, you're basically just braising the chicken. That smells so good. Already, just this recipe honestly reminds me a little bit of coca va, which is basically chicken braised in wine, in red wine, or maybe a more popular recipe with a similar concept would be bouffe bourguignon, another French dish that is basically just beef tenderloin or, or beef chalk or whatever that has been braised in red wine. So this is a very similar recipe. Sure, sure. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be tasty. Chris, are you... Did I just see you? Are you tasting that as you go? I did. I tried it. What's what do you think? Um, it's nice. Very fall. I don't know. This is, like, this is a great fall dish. Yeah, very autumnal. Yeah. Okay, so what's the, what's the rest of the recipe? Just simmer for 30. Okay. <clears throat> and lastly, Chris, step six, remove cover from pan, flip chicken pieces, and continue to simmer uncovered until chicken is very tender. About 30 minutes more. Serve immediately atop mashed potatoes. Okay, Chris, I am skewing from this recipe once again. I didn't use mashed potatoes. I topped it with basmati rice because... I flipping love basmati rice. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Just about any any of our bowls that we make is is made with basmati, and it honestly just goes so good with chicken thigh. So that's what I did. What did you do? What are you doing? I actually just made some brown rice to go with it. it sounded like a great compliment to something to hold that sauce well. So mm -hmm. that's what I was excited about, Phil. Cool. Cool, cool, nice. cool, nice, 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 awesome. Honestly, it looks like it smells amazing. It does. It it smells so fantastic. It's it feels like fall, and I like the, the kind of tang of apple cider vinegar. I can't wait to try this one. So, Phil, that I think went a lot better than the last time I made something. No burns. 
no burns. And that was absolutely fantastic. It wasn't it delicious. It was so good. I'd have to say that that was one of my favorite meals in a while. You know, Chris, it was one of my favorite meals that I made in a while. And it was also one of the easiest. Yeah, it really was. Again, that's like one that I don't know the right way to phrase it, but does kind of like punch above its weight. It sounds more complicated. And honestly, I think it tastes more complicated than it really was. And I do think that the the chicken thighs were a good call. We both kind of skewed from that a little bit. Both did boneless, skinless chicken thigh. We both served it over rice. You used a brown, if I'm not mistaken, like a, a brown short yeah. grain rice. And I used a basmati rice in lieu of mashed potatoes, which would have been great. I mean, mashed potatoes are delicious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I do think that the rice sounded better to me, especially after having made this and realizing what, what type of, I guess, sauce more or less reduces down out of that apple cider mixture. The rice just holds that so well. Well, and I just, honestly, I just really love rice. I, I kind of grew up with it. I lived in Costa Rica for a little while and then spent some time in the Middle East and just really kind of built this affinity for rice. So yeah, I'll do chicken and rice just about any day of the week. Delicious. I also, I don't remember if we mentioned this in the, in the, in the kitchen cut, but I ended up making a gravy with the leftover apple cider broth, just added a little bit of flour in a small saucepan and boiled it for a couple of minutes and then let it reduce down. And then kind of poured that over as a glaze in it. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So, so delicious. And I, I didn't do that because my sauce, for some reason, reduced down pretty quick. A lot, a lot quicker than I was thinking or expecting. And the the chicken thighs actually cooked quicker as well. So I, I only let them simmer covered for about 20 minutes. And then I took the cover off and started to let that sauce reduce down. And I think I pulled it at about 35 minutes total instead of the hour. And the chicken was really, really tender at that point. It was just about perfect. Same, Chris. Same. Yeah, my cook time was a lot less. And you got to think, like you mentioned, that was probably because we didn't have the, the bones in the chicken. So, yeah, I think this one's definitely going in, I don't know, whatever... I need, to, I need to come up with some type of place to put recipes that I absolutely love because this is definitely going in that. It really was so easy and it was an absolutely fantastic and delicious meal. It's going in the dad's kitchen cookbook. For sure. That, that, that one gets the, I don't know, something seal of approval. We need to come up <laughs> with some type of seal of approval. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Any final takeaways? I think my final takeaway is just go make it. You know, the weather's getting cold. We've already had a little bit of snow here. It's fall. And this is just absolutely perfect seasonal recipe. And you will absolutely impress your wife with this one, for sure. And your kids. My kids are six and four, and they loved it. So, yeah, easy, easy peasy. Let us know what you think of this new format. We're still trying things out. Hopefully we'll figure out a rhythm that works for us in these in the kitchen episodes because it is a lot of fun. And I think across the board, we want to show that cooking and being in the kitchen is not some crazy, hard, mystical thing. And it can be a lot of fun. Phil, if people wanted to grab this recipe, follow along, or even let us know what they thought of this recipe or this new approach on the format, how would they go about all of that? Yeah, if you guys want to have fun with us in the kitchen as well, uh, you can follow along with the recipe on our website at dadskitchenco.com. There's some show notes in there. It's got the full recipe and some links and some fun stuff to follow along with. And then we're also kind of doing this new fun thing where every Friday 
We'll feature some of the recipes that you have made with your families. You can send us all those images on Instagram at Dad's Kitchen Co. or Facebook also at the same handle at Dad's Kitchen Co. And who knows, we might just feature your photo bonus if you make the same recipe that we did. So can't wait to see your creations. And you should really make this one because it was that good. (laughs) We don't want to oversell it, but yeah, it was pretty amazing. I don't know how to sell it enough because it's my favorite now, Phil. Should we just call Amanda Hesser and let her know how good it was? Maybe. Round of applause. That didn't sound too bad. Is that a thing? I don't know. It it sounded like we were both golf clapping, though. (laughs) Okay. Golf courses need to up their game. Their food sucks. That's the only thing I have to say. They need some apple cider braised chicken. Oh, 